Bum, 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 bum. Hello, everyone. This is the fourth episode of Can You Colloquy? And it features Orlando's crustiest, nastiest, raunchiest punk band. Pocket change. Straight from the mean streets of Mineola, Claremont Greater Area, Orlando Greater Area? I don't know. But yes, Pocket Change, a quintet of radical dudes, although I was only able to talk to four of them. Yep, uh, we did not have the vocalist there in the interview but he is mentioned several times throughout he is remembered in high spirits and regards we send our love to marshall can you colloquy pocket change yeah i hope you can feel the energy uh, I'm going to keep this one short. <sighs> Been super swamped. But, yep, uh, this one features Pocket Change. They just put out Mills 1016 sometime last year, uh, 2020. Early, early in the year. Um, or sometime during COVID, I that whole year blended together. I don't even remember month to month. But it was released sometime last year. Uh, Mills 1016, named so in honor of the legendary Orlando City District of the same name. Mills District 50. Home to Will's Pub, Uncle Lou's, Grumpy's. Just to name a few. Uh, could go on a whole rant about that place. Not going to. Talk about a lot of crazy stuff, as usual. What else is new? I think it's starting to become rinse, wash, and repeat. But, you know, whatever. It's the intros. It's the intros that differentiate. That's right. From one to <laughs> pocket change, episode four. Can you colloquy? They're awesome. Hope you enjoy the show. Here it goes. I'm Andrew Kohinka, and I'm here with Pocket Change. Howdy. How's it going? How's it going? So. So. Uh, introduce yourselves. Hi, uh, I'm Bodie Wartenberg. I'm Gregory Queen. <clears throat> My name is Nicholas Togo, and I am the guitarist for this band. Uh, I'm Austin Randalls, and I play drums. Cool. Um, <laughs> Hey, we're supposed to do that? <laughs> do you want to say what you played? Yeah. We're supposed to do that? I, I don't know. What, what, what instrument? Play? What do you play? I play bass. 
guitars. Greg does guitars. Rhythm guitar. Uh, drums. Again with the drums. All right. Uh, you guys are um, you guys are pocket change. Uh, we're already off to a great start. Kind of like, do we say our instruments? Do we not? Uh, do you have the same sort of like approach to like writing music as you just like improvise there? Is everything just kind of off the cuff? Is it like just about kind of like? Well, it's kind of um, at first it was we just write stuff down. Now we just jam. We just kind of like jam to our own stuff and then um, we just write from there. Uh, a lot of it is just like jamming super hard for like a long time. It comes in the moment and like we, 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 we like we'll come up with something in the moment and then we'll record it and then we'll view it back later and then we'll write an actual song and build from there. Yeah, it's been the way it's been going for the past couple of months. It's been really enjoyable. For sure. Um, so that was kind of like the writing process for Mills 1016, right? That little like five track EP yeah, you really? That was in the moment stuff. Just yeah. like, coming. Well, I'd say is uh, we kind of had, we just start off with a riff and build from there. Is that that was the formula we did for a little while. It was a lot of like jamming though. We had, we had some ideas thrown out there just, you know, out of blue. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I heard again. Um, sometimes they just like throw stuff in in the show and I'm like where'd that come from but it's cool yeah so they kind of throw you off live sometimes uh, no because I, can, <laughs> I, I can I can still like go with it but I'm like ooh, I didn't hear that before so so playing live do you guys like typically incorporate like improv and stuff like do you jam live more than a lot, uh, yeah <laughs> a little a little bit but uh we usually would just stick to a set and we'd kind of just do that for a little while and then we'd get bored of it then add new material to it I mean, you know, when it comes to live stuff we like to throw things in here or there but nothing to like throw off you know the whole tempo of the song and stuff like that yeah cool stuff so with mills 10 uh 16 uh you have five tracks uh you recorded that at killian studios with matt goings correct yes we did uh it sounded really great uh it was like really punchy it reminded me of a lot of like 90s um like kind of like skate punk and you know with like hardcore elements and stuff like that it was really in your face and the vocals came out fantastic uh what was that process kind of like super surreal sorry i didn't mean to no, cut any you guys it was like super we, we were like this is it we're here you know it was it was super cool and it was yeah it was like the recording process was like um we'd all play it live i mean they would be plugged into like digital amps and we'd all have headphones on we just like jam and then we would, they would add stuff onto it, like in post. Like Bodie would play something cool and then put it in there. And then Marshall wanted to do a ton of harmonies, which is really <laughs> funny. But we, we had to dial them back on that. Yeah, but no, it was okay. Speaking of like weird things, that was it. Marshall's idea also to sample the bag of chips. What? It was a bit of everyone. Yeah, it, it was. It was him. I like. I think one of us came up with the idea. It I probably it was, was him. him. Yeah, I think it was him. And then so, we were basically, like, it was his idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Marshall's kind of uh, just—he's the brains in the studio, like this time around. Or uh, I mean, usually since he's in New Jersey again, because he got caught up with stuff that I don't feel like going into detail with. Um, basically, we've just—he's out of here. He's out of the picture, but he's still kind of in the band in a way. He's still involved, but yeah. it's like. He can't really play because he's in New Jersey. Yeah. But we love the guy, and he he doesn't have a reason to leave the band permanently. So just while he's away, 
We got a fill-in, and he still kind of manages our stuff, just like from a distance, you know? So I was going to ask, uh, he's up in New Jersey, right? He's skating around and... Yeah. yeah, he's doing that, and he's also, like, working and stuff like that. He's trying to build up a lot of money so he can move back down here. Sure. So is it kind of like a temporary thing, or...? For sure. So hopefully we're going to see him on the next project. Um, Speaking of which, are you guys like recording anything? Are you working digitally with him like up in New Jersey, sending files back and forth, ideas? No, not really. Um, Basically, like I said, we got Greg and we just kind of record off our phones because we spent a lot of money on Mills 1016. So we kind of just been recording off the phone, just writing. We kind of took a step back and just started to write a bit. Especially with the whole COVID thing, it kind of threw us off with shows. So we decided to just kick it back right for now. And then once things start getting back up, we were like, all right, that's cool. So what were some of the main influences on there? Like I said, I heard like a lot of thrash, um, like skate punk, kind of that suburban, like dread. Uh, any, any? I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, we all have our own influences. Yeah. I'd say for me, some of my influences are like Bad Brains, The Descendants, Black Flag, Minor Threat, um, just stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I got for Mills 1016's influences. I wasn't on Mills 16, but I definitely hear a lot of like a mixture of like skate punk and like early thrash metal. That's why I see it. Like I, the guitar tone is very, I love the guitar tone. It's, it's a bit more modern sounding, which gives Adam a really big punch. But um, as far as influences, that was those three. I wasn't in, I wasn't involved in the recording of that EP. Well, a lot of my, like when I first started playing guitar, I used to play a lot of old school metal. So like Metallica, not really Megadeth, but some Anthrax and stuff like that, all that huge genre. So I was really influenced by the punchy, uh, fast going riffs. And so that really inspired me on Mills 1016. Uh, I don't really know what I did. Just did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked out. So. Just kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's like a pretty average drummer answer, just going with the... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of cruising. Cruising. Cruising, holding down the rhythm. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, speaking of the Descendants, I saw that that was your first vinyl that you ever purchased. And you... Well, it actually was a gift from my aunt. She got it for me for Christmas. Yeah. Um, that's, it technically is my first vinyl. My dad had a bunch of them because I later over the summer went to uh, my aunt and uncle's house and I picked up some of my dad's old records like Metallica and stuff like that, Dawkins. All the hair metal. <laughs> and uh, ever since that, I just started building off my record collection. So at the time, you didn't have a record player, right? I didn't have a record player until my dad got it for me for my 16th birthday. Speaking of 16th birthday, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of close. You shared a picture of your dad playing in 87 when he was about 17. Yeah. So was he like active like in bands and around that uh, time? Basically, he had a cover band with some of his high school buddies and all that. Mm-hmm. It was just uh, kind of just something like that. I think he did do a show at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> My uncle made recorded it and made a CD from it. Yeah. You should give that to me. I want to I hear it. It's should, bad. <laughs> Didn't your uncle have a band too? Yeah. My uncle actually is in a cover band as well out in Phoenix, Arizona. So he plays covers at bars and stuff, but they haven't done a show in what's, a while. What's the band name? Um, the Moondoggers. Shout out to Moondoggers. Shout out to Moondoggers. <laughs> Shout out to Moondoggers. Um, I know. I saw that. You are you from Arizona? Like, yeah, I am. I'm from uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. That's where I was born. Very cool. So, did you just move out here recently? I saw. It's um, it's a long story. <laughs> a long story. Yeah, it's 
another time kind of deal. When, when did you first move to Arizona? Well, I was born in Arizona. Then I moved to Florida. And then I moved to Oklahoma for a while, for like a year. Moved back to Arizona. Then I'm back here. You were in Oklahoma? Yeah, for a year. I, I never knew, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about this later, all right? I mean, we gotta have a discussion. Um, so with going off like the metal influences, I noticed like you have seen Slayer, you have seen Slayer. You haven't seen Slayer. Okay, for sure. So metal is like that. That's a big influence for you guys, or it's definitely a hu- definitely a huge influence. You know, I was definitely metal inspired when I was like younger, but as time went on, I kind of just got more into punk music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right when he was going through like his like he started getting into punk and stuff like that. That's when I started taking off with metal. And so I was a sh- I was a huge Metallica baby, and then I kind of started getting into harder stuff like Slipknot, and eventually I started getting into metalcore and deathcore. Here I am now. I would say I'm pretty into like thrash and death metal. I mean, uh, that's punk is kind of like a secondary thing for me. I'm mostly a metal guy. I love metal. So I definitely say for my playing, that's pretty metal influenced most of the time. So they got you playing metal. Is that something that you are tired of? Your arms, maybe? Um, sometimes I'm like, my arms are going to fall off if I keep playing. <laughs> but uh, most of the time, it's okay. It's you, not too bad. You get super hyped with more punk, really. You love yeah. punk. Or like some stunner rock stuff. Do I'm surprised you don't break the drums sometimes. If you really hear a good riff, I just see you like hitting the crap out of the drums. <laughs> like, the fact that you haven't broken a cymbal to me is like miraculous. Like uh, veins popping on your neck. Like cracked. How bad? Uh, it's like it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Can you estimate like the size? It's like a couple inches, like five. Just like a couple or five. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty big. Yeah, it's like half the symbol. <laughs> I like I like remember the day that happened. You were going hard. I think it was on. Uh, no idea. Our song name. Don't Mark Thrasher. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was, it, you were going ham on the. It's going hard. Going hard. Yeah. Any um, any plans for new symbols? Any eye like anything catching your eye? Or? Um, I'm looking at a couple of minor symbols right now, but. I don't know. I don't you even know. You need to find another one of those shine dolls. He oh. has a symbol, a crash symbol. That is oh, so good. Yeah, I've never found another one, like, ever. So I don't know what it is. It just says, it's like, I'm not. If, any, if anyone can find the brand, it's called Shine Doll. Hit us up at Pocket Change Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Please. It's really the weirdest symbol I've ever had, but it's sick. Can you spell that? What is it? Chine? Or C-H-I-N dash doll, like D-A-L. Yeah. yeah. That's Chindal, whatever it's called. Chindal, Chindal. Um, you should definitely try like pawn shopping. Like oh, yeah. speaking of mystery symbols, like my drummer, one time we went out just like door to door, just hitting uh, pawn shops, and uh, one time we found this really weird mystery symbol. Like the guy didn't have a price on it. He's like, "What is it worth to you?" I was like, "It's like like um, thirty dollars." My drummer's like, "Yeah, like thirty dollars," and he's like, "All right, you can take it for 15. And we were like, "What is that?" How- <laughs> Dude, that's a steal. That is a steal. That's a steal. It was super weird. So yeah, try pawn shops. They're crazy. Sometimes they will negotiate weirdly and offer you like less than you offered. I don't know if that's like typical. Um, Never tried it before, but I guess I'll try it. I think I've been to one pawn shop in my entire life. Uh, To a pawn shop seems like the move. Honestly, I'm thinking of just like, 
I may honestly hit up a pawn shop, see if there's anything cool in there. Oh, hit up a pawn shop for a bunch of skateboards? Dude, what? What? <laughs> I don't know get about that. I mean, you can get, I've got like two acoustics for like 120. So, I mean, you can get good stuff at a pawn shop. Just get like a, just get like a crappy bass and just smash it on stage. Oh, definitely. Maybe yeah. This guy's punk or something. <laughs> you're into punk music, buddy. It's like I'm into punk music. It's like we're in a punk I band. Wham. Communism. That's it. <laughs> so going forward, like you guys are working on new stuff. Uh, are you, do you find yourself gravitating more towards metal, or do you try to retain some of that punk influence? We have a we have that punk influence, but we kind of do like with a, we kind of hit a bit of a doom metal vibe with it. What I'd say is like a stoner rock. It's weird. Yeah, at least with the stuff we've been, like the demos we've been recording recently. It's Almost like, like sleep influence. Yeah, oh, sleep yeah. influence, Acid King, Black Dead Meadow. A lot of hardcore mixed in it. Yeah, this dude loves hardcore. <laughs> I would say there's a lot of like, what we'll do is we'll take, it, it's definitely metal influence, but it's not fast metal. Like it's very, I definitely say it's in that stoner area where it's yeah. like, it's slow and it's groovy and that's what I really like about it. Speak, like, uh, have you guys heard of Fond? No, I, I haven't. heard of Fond, yeah, no. Fond. Um, they sound like almost exactly like that. Like they got like that weird, like swans droney, like sleep long slapping you in the face with just walls of sound kind of stuff. So you might want to check them out. They're pretty cool. Um, kind of, yeah. Like we, on some of our slower songs, we get influenced by stuff like that. Well, Dead Meadow, we, 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 have, we have a huge yeah. influence by, yeah, you already know. We have a huge <laughs> yeah. influence from Dead Meadow. They're an awesome band. I'll have to check them out. I don't even know who Dead Metal is. <laughs> Uh, do you, you guys have been playing with like a lot of crazy bands like Zero Miles Per Hour, Tide Pools, like Sunslip, Ivy Paint. Yeah. Um, do you guys like, who are some of your favorite bands to like play with or that inspire you to like, you know, push yourselves in like different directions? Collateral. Collateral, definitely. I have, yeah, I have a great time playing with them. Great guys. They are fantastic. Zero Miles too. Zero Miles are great guys and they're awesome to play with. I went fishing with them on the 4th of July. Boats, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So fishing, skating, uh, what are some of your guys' like other hobbies? Like, what do you do typically? Uh, I mean, cars. Nick likes cars. I like cars. I don't work on too many cars, but I love cars. Um, as of recently, though, I started picking up airsofting, which is pretty fun. If you don't know what airsofting is, it's like paintball with BBs. Yeah. I think we know what airsofting <laughs> is. <laughs> Not everyone knows what airsofting is. I don't know. I'm pretty sure everyone knows. Whatever. At this point. <laughs> Where do you weigh in on the aerosol? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Do people know? Do people not know? Oh, uh, people know. You're silly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys been doing anything crazy over like the pandemic, like isolation? Or? Usually, I went skating a lot because, you know, the new skate park at Mineola. Yeah, skating yeah. there, skating Groveland, Eustis. Um, I've also been working on with my side project, Alaska Empath. Okay. Yeah, and just been, we recorded, like, we finished the album. We started it before COVID, and then we, um, we finished it around, like, April and posted it up on a Bandcamp and SoundCloud, and now we got it on, like, all streaming platforms. That's um, your side project. It, who else is involved with that? Um, my, my homie, Will. Uh, he's also involved with it is that he started coming over to my house after school because the bus would take him home yeah. and he'd get home around like four o'clock so he just started coming over and we just started just writing music just going at it experimenting a bit you know I noticed like you got some like weird like noise elements going on in there it's um 
kind of crushing almost. Like I was listening to it recently and you know, it's kind of like a like an offshoot from like the the pocket change band. Uh do you how do you do you switch mindsets like when working with different bands or does one influence the other? Do you get inspired working on an Alaska Empath project like song and then bring that like energy into like a pocket change jam session or yeah, vice versa? It's a little bit of stuff like that. I kind of get like influenced by both ways. And we started working on the second album as well. And so I kind of brought a bit of a punk influence there. So yeah, I get I totally get what you're saying and that's kind of what's happening a bit. That's pretty cool. Um Ye, there's stick bugs and shoes, right? Yes, that's you guys, right? Yeah. It's, have, a, it's like a, it's like kind of an indie, uh, punk side park, side project thing. Uh, it's just taking a weird turn, and I like it. Yeah, we have, uh, we, I mean, we haven't put anything out yet, but we're working on stuff, and we hope to get it out to the future. That's what we were just talking about. You, we were gonna see if you wanted to record yeah. us. Yeah, I totally would be. Um, yeah, but it's like a, what? How would you? It's got like. Indie elements, but it's also got like indie break, indie emo breakdowns with a little like bit some midwestern emo okay. shit, so like American football shit, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not too yeah, a little bit like that. It's, oh. it's weird. It's got like its own touch to it. It's almost like um, almost like a like like a post punk, like a modern like post punk type of thing. Like almost like like yeah. maybe Tokyo Police Club, Block Parties. Stuff. I've never heard of them, but it sounds. Insane. Check them out. It it might be kind of like right up your alley. Maybe oh. like that punk mixed with the indie kind of yeah. touch. Definitely. Oh yeah, a huge influence also is uh, Remo Drive. Of course. Yeah. yeah that's that's not the clo- it's a little close to what it sounds like, but not. Eh. I got kicked out of that show. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? Oh, I was about to stage dive and security grabbed me, and they just threw me out the venue because they had enough of my bullshit. <laughs> I was like, we were all stage diving the whole show. Yeah, yeah. It was we it was wild. We brought like just we just brought ape shit to that venue. Yeah, it, it was, was gnarly. I think it was like the Zero Miles and Pocket Change, like that whole like oh, punk that's where scene. We met. That's where we met Zero Miles at that Rima Drive show. Oh yeah, it was the Abbey, right? Yeah, it was sick. Um, I think it was Marshall that started talking to him. It's all because of Marshall. It's it all him. Because of Marshall, and in a way, he kind of brought us together with the band as well. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's that's where we met him, and then he get, Marshall gave. Christian, my phone number for some reason. He was like, "Hey." Because he has a Nokia. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had Nokia at the time. Yeah. Um. So he gave the phone number to me. So we started talking, and then shows. Shows. Yeah, sick. With Adam Dive. With Adam Dive. Um. <laughs> um. So you are kind of recording on the side, correct? That's something yeah. that. I kind of do like a bit of recording on the side and a bit of mixing with it. Yeah. So you're recording like Alaska Empath stuff. Are you you're like working on the demos at all for? I I would say it's honestly studio songs because yeah. I don't want to like waste money on a studio because honestly, we just bullshit our way through and just make something. <laughs> That's kind of the whole energy with it. That's pretty cool. Uh, do you do you do you do, you do any videoing like? Yeah, I do. Um, I have the camera I have right now. I have like yeah. six, but the one I mainly use is called, it's a DVX one hundred uh, Panasonic. Finally, the answer I was looking for. I was checking the comments, and someone asked, and you said it was. I'm pretty sure I said it was like mine or something. That's exactly what you oh, said. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, you yeah, know, it's super sick. I, got, I think I got it for like two eighty, which yeah. is really good. Um, and then I got a uh, I have a fisheye for it, so that's sick. Dope. So do you? 
you film like the skating, like them skating? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty much out there every day. So sometimes I'll just like bring my camera and be like, yo, you want to record something? And then my homies are like, yeah, let's go. So that's usually how it happens. My brother be trying to record with you all the time. Yeah, trying to be like, Austin, let's go skating right now. And I'm like, all right. So. Oh, very cool. So one last thing. Bartholomew? <laughs> Wait, okay, oh, I, I think Scott, right? I think Austin should explain Bartholomew. Yeah. Um, so I think it was either last year or like end of sophomore year. Um, I started getting like trying to get into art. And then he was like the first thing that I drew that really stuck in my mind. You drew so it on, on your fridge. Yeah, um, we used to practice in my garage and we have a fridge in there and I like, I drew it on there and I was like, this is sick. This is Bartholomew. <laughs> I recall that he like loved the new set. Was it the drum set or the new material? Both. Yeah. He, he was super hyped about everything. He was like, dude, this is sick. So, yeah. You got Bartholomew tees, Bartholomew shirts. That should be the next move. You pull an Iron Maiden, get someone dressed as Bartholomew. Yes. Come up on stage every show. Yes. Eddie does it. Eddie does it. Eddie. <laughs> Well, I'll do it. <laughs> He's going to do it. Eddie's going to do it from counterattack. counterattack. That's right. So one last thing. One last thing. I'm sorry. Okay. It's all good. So Pinko the Dolphin? Oh, no. Don't get me started on no, that. No, yeah. I need to get you started on that. Okay. So <laughs> I was at so Halloween with some friends, and we're chilling in this neighborhood, and we see this giant-ass pink stuffed dolphin, like 10-foot stuffed dolphin. And I'm like, I can't leave this here. It's on the side of the road. I pick it up. I start carrying it along with us. And we just take a bunch of pictures on it for some rude reason. And we're like, all right, we can't really do anything with this. It's a giant-ass pink dolphin. So we just leave it in some stranger's truck, hopefully to find it the next day. Because we don't really know what to do with it. And this is right by someone's truck. So we're like, all right, just leave it there <laughs> i don't know we were all just like we don't know what to do with this giant stuffed dolphin so we just sort of left it somewhat in the area of where we found it dude i, I wish there's a video out there of that guy walking back up to, to, to I his truck i should have left a gopro but i don't feel like wasting that much money yeah, uh, yeah. walks back to the truck he's like call 911 <laughs> yeah over a pink dolphin Florida man arrested for uh, throwing pink dolphin in random dude's truck. Florida, ch Florida minor, Florida child arrested for leaving <laughs> dolphin in the back of a uh, man's truck. That would be a perfect headline. Florida boy leaves Pinko the dolphin in Florida man's truck? Or, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Someone can put that on like West 2 or something. <laughs> that started. Um, great publicity for the band, I think. Facts. Facts, yeah. Sick. We need a different mascot. We should use Pinko. So Pinko meets Bartholomew. Yeah. Oh. Crossover. Crossover. Let's go. Their battle will be legendary. Yeah. I think. Bartholomew killed. But yeah, Bartholomew would win. Uh, there's no way around it. We, we don't. Yeah. We, we don't know yet. No. We, and I don't know. I put my money on Bartholomew. Is there an official power ranking, like power levels between the two? Yeah, Pinko's kind of like. He, he kind of fat. He's not. He's not that good at anything. Just Bartholomew's just—he's a beast. He kills. Bartholomew's a built space gorilla. Built space gorilla. Dude. Yeah. He's been playing drums for like his entire life, yeah, and so he Huge. just has like massive drummer arms, like sticks or logs. Bigger <laughs> sticks. Thick sticks. Well, um, that was a pretty crazy story. Um, I'm glad I—I yeah. I was—I saw the picture of the dolphin. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably most people's reaction when they first saw that. 
Speaking of Florida man, did you did you meet did you meet Florida man? I met a Florida man. You did one of them? Yeah, I met one of them. Uh, I think he got he got charged with uh, driving around pantsless <laughs> <laughs> with a suspended license. Yeah. Hold on, let me pull this up. I, th- I think that was exactly the right. I think that what it. <laughs> I cracked my phone earlier. It's being so weird. You were skating, right? Yeah, I was skating, and uh, basically, my phone fell and it's cracked. <laughs> Barely works. I got to get it repaired. Do you guys? Run into a lot of like. Have you broken any cameras skating around? Or, um, I've definitely almost dropped my camera a lot, and it was really bad. But, luckily, no scratches yet, so we're good. I broke my. I have an S twenty plus, and I broke it twice. The first time, <laughs> the, the first time I dropped a a really metal heavy object on it, and then the second time I had it in my pocket while I was drumming, and it just like, I, I was doing like blast beats, and as the back end of the stick came down, it. And I'll do it. That'll happen. Yeah. That's why you don't do blasters. Yeah. That's why you don't okay, do blasters. Okay, punk drummer. Yeah, what's hey, up? E-boy. <laughs> E-boy Austin. <laughs> Probably has a Tinder no one knows about. Dude, I don't have Tinder. I'm 17. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have a Tinder? Sorry, ladies. I don't have Tinder. My bad. I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm fine. No Tinder. <laughs> uh, re- relax, son. Relax. <laughs> okay. Before we leave, so Dr. Thunder or Dr. Pepper? Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder. Yeah. Dr. Thunder. Unanimous. I'll, I'll say Dr. Thunder, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder. Period. 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 And with that. Exclamation point. <laughs> so Dr. Thunder, exclamation point. And it was nice to talk to you guys. Nice talking to you, man. Of course, yeah. You guys are a lot of fun. Yeah, have a good night. Well, hello, hello, hello. We're back. And that was the fourth episode of Can You Colloquy? That's right. Fourth episode featuring Pocket Change in the bag uploaded to the interwebs. Yeah. It's history. It's history now. It's been recorded, documented. Recorded at the servers in California. <laughs> it's too late for this. All right. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow Pocket Change. I know they're working on new material. Check out Mills 1016 if you haven't. It's, uh, it's a banger of an album. So uh, just put it on. Vibe out. Go crazy. Because these dudes always do... Pocket change. See ya.